Hello Guardians, welcome to the final episode of Tower Casuals before Beyond Light comes out. We're really excited. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan, and alongside me as always is the lore archivist, the president-elect, Josh Finney. Oh, yeah, I wish it was that easy. I really do. <laughs> oh man, I hope I hope you... I. How are you, Josh, first of all? How is this week treating you? I'm mentally completely exhausted yeah it's been a... I, I i feel like i share that sentiment with an awful lot of people yeah uh it's been a it's been a week you know it's it's been one of those uh stressful walking on pins and needles making sure you know your anxieties don't come out in rage tweets <laughs> type things <laughs> it's been right. a it's been an interesting week for sure, especially on social media. And uh, obviously, if you're—I mean, if you're not listening, if you're not American and you're listening to us, it's the presidential election uh, in the United States, and it's been a pretty uh, crazy week, to say the least. So, um, I hope we're—I hope we are able to give you a distraction for at least an hour. Or so of your week, if you are anxiety ridden or drinking heavily, I don't know which one. Both, I don't know. Both. Some of our friends are doing both. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some of our hosts are doing both. Yeah, uh, <laughs> at least half of our hosts are doing both tonight. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, just wanna. You know, before we kind of start the show, I just, I, 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 I'm about a thousand percent sure that we are on the same side, Josh, that we, uh, you know, not to get super, not to make this show super political or anything, but like, we, we do not support racism. We do not support bullying. We do not support all the terrible, terrible things we support freedom and justice and equality for everyone. And yeah, m- miss me with that. Miss me with that fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um, if I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it completely bluntly. Like, if you, if you stand or support any of those things, or if you're willing to ignore those things in favor of a letter or a color next to somebody's name, um, I'm gonna put this as nicely as I can. Fuck off. <laughs> um. There, there is, there just genuinely is no nicer way to say it. Um, I, I don't care if it makes some of you upset or angry, or you go, "Oh, this is a video game podcast. You'll need to keep the re- do we do this as an escape from reality? Like this has to be, you know, just a, a fun little show you do. Like, yeah, that's great and all, and that's you know the objective goal most of the time. But when you see something happening, we we discussed this over the summer, guys. When you see something happening and you don't speak up about it when you have a platform you don't deserve to have that platform anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you saw yeah. this on this specific show from us, right? Yeah. You on this very show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, like that's what, like, this is a talk. Like I don't, I, I genuinely hope we could stop having to have these conversations like this. At least this time it wasn't like about parts of our community, Yeah, but it is like, we need to be unequivocally clear. Like we do not support that. And if you, support that or are willing to hand wave that shit then just goodbye 
like you can feel feel free to you know unlike un unsub whatever like we we don't we don't want that that is not who we are that is not mm-hmm. as a team that's not who we are that is not who we are as a community that is not the message yeah. we want to portray here like and miss me with that forever even though like now that 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 sentiment comes across in a you know during the election now i yeah. mean we mean that always like it doesn't matter right. if it's a political statement or not i mean yeah we i put we're re- it we're I, merely reiterating it we right put now. it i mean we put it in the boss rush banner for a reason <clears throat> right be better right and that's i think we do a pretty good job of doing that you know we don't we we don't support any of that and if you I, I want to have a quality community. I don't size does not matter. If you are a bully, if you are are just willing to just frivolently wave your hands at that kind of stuff, I I don't want you here. You know, I said it on one v one with Celeste last night. I said it on uh, whatever show we did on Tuesday, Crossroads. Like quality community is what we're building here, and and. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. And if you, if you want to have more of that conversation, I don't want to have it with you because that's my stance and I, I'm not gonna support any of that. So, uh, right. and I think I speak for Josh as well. So, um, anyways, we're going to move on, uh, because this is a destiny podcast. Uh, I'm very proud of our success so far, Josh, with this show. I'm very happy with, uh, the show we're building and obviously uh this is the the final episode before beyond light we we're finally here you know we we got the announcement back in june about the game about the expansion and of course got delayed as moments of triumph went live uh not even a month late or like maybe exactly four or five weeks later um it was kind of a soul-crushing delay at the time and now i'm just like you know what it's it gave me a time to go play some other games. It let me get away from Destiny for a while. Um, I kind of took the back half of Season of Arrivals off. I popped in, did the occasional like weekly quest just to get my bright dust. Um, finished means to an end up when uh, the Knockers mission went live, of course, as we talked about on here. Mm-hmm. Did some festival of the cost, and uh, you know I, I'm I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm grinding Gambit these last five days before Beyond Light to get an emblem that I am half a reset away from earning you have to do three gambit resets to get what i think is one of the cooler looking emblems in the game uh ludomaniacal and i really want it so i have to do three resets in a season and i'm almost a number three thanks to double and triple infamy this week yeah yeah i i have actually been my first thought was like, okay, I'm going to play the Red War campaign again just to mm-hmm. see it one last time this week. And then uh, I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not doing it. I I was like, man, I, I watched some stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Bife has some great videos about the lore on, on the Red War and the you know what happened leading up to Beyond Light. And I'm sure he's going to have another like six-hour video of everything that's happening before Beyond Light. <laughs> Because he releases one every expansion, so uh, you know, I was like, you know what, I'll watch that stuff. I have some stuff to prep for the Xbox Series X launch. I have some yep. stuff to prep for, uh, you know, Beyond Light's launch, and uh, designed a pretty cool Tower Casuals T-shirt, Josh. 
I'm excited. I think you're going to like it. <coughs> I think you're, I think you're going to like it. So if there's uh, anything I like, it's destiny t-shirts. That's, that's very true. Also not to, not to bring sandwiches up, but I do, I do have an Earl of sandwich logo shirt with Zavala's face in it. It's, I love this so yeah, much. It's, it's the sandwich casuals. It's awesome. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so that should actually be going up this weekend. If you're listening to this, uh, I want to have all that stuff ready for, you know, obviously we're launching the Arsenal X solo channel. Uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's already live, but we're kind of doing a, a full launch coming up of that channel mm-hmm. uh, with this show and, and Arsenal X, our Xbox show. And I want to have those shirts ready for that. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm ex- I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready, ready to go, ready to just walk through the snow and freeze people to death and watch them shatter. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to go to Europa. I'm. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Literally, has been a very long time coming. It was one of the uh, hypothetical destinations they wanted in Destiny One. It's as in a matter that, of it's fact, it's literally like the first set of in the Destiny One art book. It's literally like the yep. first chapter of the art book is the Europa stuff. It is. I'm. I'm just. Very, I'm very excited that we're finally going, and it's an environment that we haven't seen before. We haven't had a snow and ice planet. Uh, Mars doesn't count. You know, we, Mars we had. Count. Yeah, we we had some ice in Mars, but really, did we really? Like, I'm ready for an entire planet. I'm ready for the dynamic weather and the challenges it will provide. Uh, man, just the the hype. The hype has officially hit the ceiling fan like the the fan is coming off the wall right now it, it's getting quite chaotic uh in all of the group chats right now it's in any chat that i'm a part of it's just it's destiny fever um like i've got at least 10 or 11 friends that are gonna be jumping in day one um a couple simply because it's gonna be on game pass and they're getting a series x and there's really not a hell of a lot to play unless you're playing third party games yeah so um yeah i and i mean i plan on jumping in uh, as soon as the queue will let me at some point on Tuesday. Yeah. I will be, I will be there uh, waiting in line with the rest of you to uh, to enter Europa. Yeah. I'm uh, – it's funny because I actually – because, like, my – we said this on, on Arsenal X, but we, we actually have a segment of uh, Xbox shipping 2K20 chat. And, uh, God, I'm – it fills me with dread every time that I check. Yeah, I checked – I checked the Amazon – a listing today and uh because jesse's taking my amazon one and it just says we'll email you when it ships i'm like oh boy uh and then i i texted my mom because she has the target pre-order for me and she's like it hasn't changed although uh yeah, so target is man target is not looking great for people right now um i don't like that yeah so nobody has received a shipping confirmation or even a charge to their card through target um, and they're now starting to give estimates to some people that it will arrive between the 11th and the 15th. That's what mine says. Uh, yeah, there, there is a full-on meltdown going on on uh, Mine's, over it. Mine said that since day one, though. Some of us uh, who have ours through Amazon had to do uh, what they have now called the Amazon shipping trick, which is where you go into something, you click on change shipping speed, you don't change anything. You just uh, click confirm changes, and it'll suddenly give you a date of when to expect it. Um 
people you know constantly refreshing the app myself included because they they customer service people were telling uh you know anxious gamers who were calling about that and their ps5s that oh you know you're not going to get a ship a shipment arrival date until your console has physically arrived in the warehouse and we're scanning it into the system uh it'll be automatically assigned to somebody and i'm like oh my god this is this is the absolute worst i this and it's it's it, it it's messing up all my plans right because i wanted to go sell the consoles this weekend i wanted to sell my halo 5 xbox and my xbox one s and i can't go do that now yeah lest i be without them and we'll get to that in a second why that's like kind of a big deal and why i don't want to do it yeah. um if i had an i'll i'll put it this way if i had an android device i would 100 percent go do it but i don't have an android device so i can't um and i don't want to experience something on stadia <laughs> nobody so, does you know no uh, yeah no 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 not at all no not at all no um so it's pretty bad when like your your biggest selling point right now on Stadia is the Immortals Phoenix Rising demo. <laughs> I, and anybody can play that. You only have to be a sub. I know. So, oh man. So, yeah, man. Uh, timer went off today, right? I. That's what the that's what our LFG chat was talking about. Uh, the what? So what happened with this timer? today so yeah the ongoing saga of the collector's edition puzzle um there was a timer that we figured out about a week week and a half ago and it was discerned that we were going to have a timer tick down to end one hour after reset today um that happened a new ARG thing came up if you had entered in the code everybody who has a collector's edition will have their own unique small gif that will generate so now the raid secrets subreddit which if you're ever interested in some of the just insane theories about things in this game like about the the community puzzles that happen about trying to the ever elusive 15th wish that nobody has ever been able to find things like that um that is a great subreddit to go to it's one of my very favorite places whatever some wacky destiny thing starts happening we all just start <laughs> refreshing it um it's been that way since uh i believe it formed out of the sleeper stimulant quest in destiny one yeah um i've been a member of it since the outbreak prime days um, I, I love following it. I was watching that. So I was seeing their reactions and I was watching uh, Glad's stream when he was helping them. So they're basically going Corridors of Time 2.0. If you don't know the Corridors of Time, that was the infamous uh, community puzzle from January of this year that rewarded us with Bastion in the end. And again, everybody had to like get their own combinations and stuff. And we were crowdsourcing things. I say we like I was any small part of it. Um Everybody was getting their own unique images from their runs and things like that. And it's just one thing after another. Um, so it looks like it's going to be something like that. Uh, Joe got a message. Uh, a lot of other people got the same message uh, saying, oh, you're locked out. You know, it, it's like text like it's in the game or something like you're trying to hack something. Um, you know, try again. Uh, credentials invalid or something. Try again in 24 hours. So then some of us are like, oh, is something going to happen at reset tomorrow then in 24 hours? Um we don't think that that when you're listening to this, uh, that 24 hours will have already passed. So we don't think that's the case. The we don't know what this is ultimately going to unlock. Uh, we really don't. We, we think it could unlock an emblem for everybody or 
something special, maybe, you know, an end of the season cut scene uh, or trigger the end of the season event, which was accidentally confirmed by Bungie themselves in an email today about the Twab. Um, they accidentally confirmed it. So Luke Smith came straight out and I, I want to get Luke's words right before I misspeak and promise something. Cause I've been one of the ones screaming like, ah, oh, it's going to be a secret mission on Mars. And it definitely looks like that is not the case. And I'm actually sorely disappointed. That's not what it is. Um, Luke goes, is there an end of the season event? We do have a small event to close out season of arrivals. We wanted it to be a surprise, but an email accidentally mentioned it. It's nothing crazy. Just a little time to chill in the tower before the lights go out. Um, so first off, this makes a lot of sense because that's the only place where you can congregate more than nine guardians at a time is in the tower. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of theories going around to what this is. Uh, my personal one, and I believe this is the prevailing theory that is going to be emerging if it hasn't already in the comments of his tweet, uh, is that uh, we are going to see the Traveler get healed. Um, the Traveler is going to heal itself, I think. And I think this is largely to help with the influx of Game Pass players and the brand new New Light experience that you're going to get. We, of course, had that leaked image from the PlayStation Store a couple weeks back showing the old tower and showing the uh, Traveler healed. Mm -hmm. So I do wonder if maybe that will be a part of it, so, especially since the Red War campaign is gone. You're going to be like, well, why the fuck is this thing damaged? Like, what's why is it in pieces? Uh, it's had three years to fix itself. Let it fix itself at this point. Right. Um, so that's that's my personal prevailing theory. Uh, and that like, maybe when it heals or something, uh, a ship arrives at the tower and it's Anna and um, Rasputin in his primitive exo form, uh, which I that's why I believed so strongly we were going to get an evacuation uh, mission on Mars. Uh, yeah. But thinking about it, it does make sense that there's not going to be a specific mission. You would have been programming it literally for like two days. As for when this is going to happen, um, there are three times I could see it happening. Given that they didn't announce it in the TWAB, um, I don't think I think it's just going to happen. And you're going to have a couple hours to get to the tower to check it out. I think they're really relying on the word of mouth. This community is so plugged into Reddit and to Twitter and Raid Secrets, like I said, um, that the word is going to spread really fast. I have like three separate groups in between Messenger, um, my actual iMessages and Twitter DMs uh, of people who are really excited for this, who are all speculating on what it could be. Uh, it could happen potentially Friday at reset if they intend to let it go on all weekend, which that would be what I would do if I was at Bungie. Um, but the prevailing evidence seems to indicate we may get something on Monday afternoon instead. Um, like right before they shut the servers down. Yes, especially. So given Luke's wording uh, before the lights go out um, and to close out season of arrivals, um, I, I think there's a possibility that that's when you get it um, because there was something in the patch notes, I believe, earlier. I, I have the twa pulled up. I want to I want to go through and check and make. Yeah. So I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So 
uh, November 9th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. In preparation for downfall, for downtime, players will be removed from activities and will be required to download a small update before logging in again. November 9th at 6.50 Pacific Time. Sign-on for Destiny 2 will be disabled, and at 7 o'clock Pacific, Destiny 2 will be brought offline for maintenance. You will be removed from activities and will not be able to log back in until 9 a.m. Pacific Time on November 10th. And that is when update 3.0.0.1 will go live. And, of course, that is when we are thinking that uh, Beyond Light will become available at the daily reset, or at the weekly reset, excuse me. Um, or we'll all just be thrown into a queue until maintenance is done at 12 p.m. Pacific, which 2 p.m. Central, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, that tracks with previous releases, uh, making it available in the early afternoon. Um so that's my personal theory is that I because they it's very specifically worded uh, and it's a small update. I think it's very possible that you get your end of the season event literally for the final two hours. This does, of course, mean people will get shafted. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, there is no way around that. Even when you do it on a weekend, you're like, you got people going, oh, man, I had to work a week. The weekend would be probably a better time to do this but at the same time it's like man just give it to us i'd love to i'd love that when we log in like those planets are suddenly unavailable or something or like we see a cutscene play out and you have to go to the tower and that's when you witness like the traveler like rebuild itself um hell maybe even like a pyramid shows up or something like there's there's so many small cool things you could do they're not hyping it up so i don't expect too much but that's when Bungie's at their best is when they basically tell you to expect nothing and then something really awesome happens. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I already did it thinking it was going to be a mission. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited. I, 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 I'm really interested to see how the Traveler heals itself. I'm really interested to see how yeah. like the reasoning to go back to the old tower you know, mm-hmm. uh, so that's my per- my personal conspiracy. Uh, I, I want to tack this on because I, I think we went over this, but the all the evidence to us going back to the old tower really points to two things. One, they're removing the Red War campaign. So why are we still in a separate section of the wall? Uh-huh. Um, why are we not back in this tower that has made no progress in three years on being repaired? <laughs> why is the traveler damaged? And then on top of that zero hour is being removed and there's really unless you're going back to that tower and you need those you need those assets for something else there's no reason for zero hour to be taken out yeah in my opinion at least yeah so yeah uh it's gonna be weird going back because i i actually logged into destiny one the other day like I, I, maybe it was like two weeks ago i think i talked about it a little bit last week but like going back into the old tower and then going to the cosmodrome i'm like this is something we're going to be doing literally in about two weeks. And it's just exciting. It's so exciting to go back to these old locations and see how like, okay, this is how I remember from destiny one, but what have they changed? What's different? What's, uh, you know, did they add stuff? You know what I mean? Like how did, how do, uh, the public events change? How does the, you know, you know what I mean? Like the moon changed so much, uh, from destiny one. I mean, not like in big ways, but like, there was new, like there was new sections of the moon that you could just go to, and it was kind of like, oh man, this is. I want to see how the the Cosmodrome takes that on. Well, and so I, I really like that because 
we we've been thinking this was what was going to happen even before the Astacross leak uh, a couple months ago. We still don't know if that's going to pan out. We do suspect it's going to play out though at this point. Um, and that he broke some big time NDA telling us about the vault and about the idea behind it. But from what we've seen, like the Cosmodrome is going to be changed somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, it will not be at complete destiny one parody on day one that will come actually in the season after mm-hmm. we will have about probably 40 percent of the cosmodrome there on day one uh you'll have everything from the original uh drop zone area to i believe uh where the omnigul strike happens yeah you'll have all the way out to there and probably to where the last array mission happens yeah uh, i would say that's probably the farthest you can go and then the rest of it will all unlock. And, of course, we don't know what that's going to include. Is that going to – when they say full Destiny 1 parody, does that mean the Plague Lands are coming back too? Yeah, like, that's what like – What does this mean? That's the big question is, like, does the Cosmodrome yeah. in, include the Plague Lands? You know, and how, how, how right. does that look without SIVA? Or will it have snow? Will it not well, have and snow? And so the whole thing is, like, they've been, they've been very coy about not showing us too much of the Cosmodrome right now. And the story reason for us not going back to the Cosmodrome is that Zavala ordered it quarantined because of SIVA. Yeah. Um, no, we stopped the spread of it between the end of the campaign and the Wrath of the Machine raid. But could something have happened in the meantime while we weren't there? What was the House of Devils doing? You know, mm-hmm. the remainder of them, like, are they fucking around like this? And again, this just keeps raising questions for are the strikes going to be exactly one one? Like, we'll know right away. If yeah. I when I get my light level up enough, I'm just going to launch the Omnigal strike right away, and I'm going to go do it to see if anything's different. Yeah. I'll stop doing the on light campaign just because I got to know that room and the, the room in the top corner is not going to be there, and you'll just have to fight it. No. <laughs> I 100% expect it, but we also, I mean, so we've always joked like, what would happen if Destiny two players had to do to Destiny one content? Yeah, um, you know the raids and things like that because we we didn't have well. Yeah, we no. didn't have, well, we didn't have uh, big fucking Moira Beam. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have, like, three different types of tethers. Uh, we didn't have some of this crazy stuff. And I, I'm very curious to see how some of these things change. Because I think, depending on how we see this strike play out, and, of course, seeing Fallen Saber and Devil's, uh, Devil's Lair next season, um, will give us some indication of how the... Uh, vault of glass will be upon its return yeah and then i think if if they include the plague lands which i think they're gonna be deliberately quiet about that until it comes out yeah that that is a question i'm surprised i'm not seeing more directed at the dev team right now but once we see the changes in the cosmodrome i think people are gonna be like we start seeing some of the lost sectors and things like that you think you i mean i know we kind of consider it part of the cosmodrome but do you think that the devs consider the plague lands different from the cosmodrome so that's that's kind of the big question right now because when you went to the plague lands in destiny one it was a completely separate destination yeah. you could not cross over into the regular cosmodrome yeah and part of that is probably due to the system limitations yeah um and the i don't know like the overall limitations of destiny one as a whole uh, not to mention that rise of iron very much was a tacked on expansion they did not plan mm-hmm. on at the beginning mm-hmm. um i do wonder if they will consider the plague land store if they'll just like kind of ignore it and bring it back after enough complaining maybe mm-hmm. which is entirely possible they've been really mum uh i think there's a couple strikes that take place in the plague lands they haven't talked about those at all yeah um, if they were to bring the plague lands back 
Uh, I think there would have to be a story reason behind it, which we very well could get. This looks like it's going to be a pretty fallen Vex-based year. Um, leading into the Witch Queen, I could see us having to go back there eventually and maybe like figure out how to harness Siva at some point. I don't know. Like harness would- Siva to take on uh, Savathun? Uh, possibly. I mean, there because there are spots for. From the, I mean, things from the Deepstone Crypt could lead us there. Like, I mean, there's you know? there's sections of like, well, on the on like on the play, on the player select screen where you go to select yeah. stasis. There's other slots there that for so, potential. Yeah, those slots. I'm the conspiracy headphones have already come out, my friends. Um, put them on, Josh. I th- put them on. Whoop. Uh, I do think that you're going to get a new subclass in the two subsequent expansions. Um, or you'll just flat out get them both in uh, the Witch Queen and then something different is in store for you in Lightfall. Uh, we don't know. Like, Lightfall is so far out, I feel really weird trying to speculate about that before we've even seen Witch Queen yeah. gameplay. Um, so that's not even on my mind right now. I mean, like that title is literally subject to change still. Yeah. Um, as a working title, very much. They weighed if they were even going to tell us about it um, at the reveal of Beyond Light. Uh, I am glad we know about that and the Witch Queen, so we know a little bit of what's coming. Um, and I think this will help answer some long-term questions about the Content Vault, right? Um, if they do the Plague Lands, I could see them pulling a thing of next year when Witch Queen comes out, they give you the Plague Lands, but it's only on the next gen versions. Yeah. Um, so you can seamlessly go between the two. Um, and I think a lot of our questions are going to be answered when we can finally see the old Rocket Yard, because that was one of the few areas that was changed by SIVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we can see what the end of Rocket Yard is notably not one of the zones you can go to. Right. in the uh the game yeah so of course that's you know devil's layer strike takes place through there so that and of course you know we all have questions about like oh well is it gonna be sepix perfected is it gonna be another version of sepix that they've somehow brought back um there is there are story reasons for us to go back there as it stands right now there is actually a very big reason we've now found out the truth about rasputin Fellwinter. Rasputin is now in an exo body in the towers of all knows about his betrayal of the iron Lords. I expect Saladin to figure out about that sometime this next year. Yeah. Um, I could very much see us needing to go back there. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what we would do there, but I could see us, I could even see that being something we just build up to over the next year. And then in summer or in the fall, be like, Hey, by the way, here you go. Because they're, they're defying the norm by giving us the other 60% of the Cosmodrome next season and not doing it next year yeah so with mm. the witch queen so yeah i know we got real far off topic there but yeah, no i it's kind of the overarching picture like what you should expect when you log in on tuesday is if you play destiny one don't freak out the whole cosmodrome will not be there um and we'll talk a little bit more about the new light quest in, in a little bit when we get to the twab yeah um Let's do we if we just want to jump in now. Yeah, let's jump into the the twelve. Yeah, I've already had to reference it for something. Um, this is actually really good because the very first thing in it uh, is about the archives. Mm-hmm. Um, two new kiosks are going to be available. Lives. Josh lives when when he's not podcasting here. He is actually sleeping in the in the tower archives, just just reading all of it. That's right. That's right. Uh, Bife, Bife and uh, Mylon and I have all become really good friends. Uh, yep. I I am their uh, I'm their book boy. 
Um, <laughs> you fetch their books while they do their videos. I, I really do. Um, two new kiosks <laughs> are going to be available for you. Um, the first one is the Quest Archive, which will be by the Postmaster. Uh, this will remove some of the confusion when trying to track down the odd quest you previously discarded. Uh, so if you have to delete something because you don't have room, you can always go pick it up and you don't have to run around to 15 or 20 different vendors. Um, and this will be the place for any veteran players to pick up the New Light Quest November 10th if they have a strong desire to experience new player tutorials and the reintroduction to the Cosmodrome. Uh, personally, I'm going to go do this, but it probably mm-hmm. will not be... Uh, my goal is to get through the uh, Beyond Light campaign on Tuesday and then uh, Wednesday morning to hit the Cosmodrome quest, mm-hmm. just because I think it's only going to take like an hour or two, and I'm like 99% convinced we're getting Hawkmoon at the end of it. Yeah. Um, I would really like a chance to go do it. I, of course, want inter- to interact with Sean Han. Um, Shahan, whatever his name is, uh, I really want to go interact with him, uh, see his storyline play out. He's the closest thing to Hunter Vanguard that I have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm digging that. This is kind of a callback to, and I suspect that the interface is going to be very similar to the Quest Kiosk in Destiny One, which never should have been gotten rid of, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I was really I, confused. I, just, I like the Quest Lock from Destiny One better in every single way. Yeah, um, I, it was really cool to see those, how they were all laid out. Um, I don't know. I really liked it. Um, the next one is going to be found by the vaults. It looks like they're going to take out the middle vault and slap this bad boy up there. Um, it's called the Monuments of Lost Lights Archive. Uh, players may acquire various exotics and legendary pinnacle slash pursuit weapons that were once available through now retired quests. Many of these exotics were tied to lengthy quests or difficult objectives. We wanted to make sure their prices reflected those previous efforts. Players will need an amount of glimmer, destination materials, masterwork materials, and an exotic cipher or an ascendant shard to purchase the exotic or legendary they desire. We are also introducing a currency called Spoils of Conquest, which can only be acquired when completing raids. This currency will be required for exotics previously tied to vaulted raids. I... I want to say this is probably my favorite change that they're going to do to the tower uh, and to the overall player experience is this, this particular kiosk. So like, so that means like any exotic that was tied to a quest that you didn't complete, you will have to have like this certain amount of materials to get now. Yes. Instead of like a new quest line to get them. For example, um, one of the quests that's going to go away is whisper of the worm. Um, Whisper of the Worm was tied to a very challenging dungeon encounter. Um, it will presumably be available through this now and will cost you... I, I'm going to say it's going to be an exotic cipher. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely going to be an exotic cipher. Um, and it's it's not going to come cheap. Like, the ones that are already in there are not cheap. These are going to be even worse because they weren't tied to seasonal objectives. These were ones that were in the game for quite a long time, but they are legitimately some of the best weapons in the game i mean i really think you're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of this does add a grind for new players i think too yeah um, because instantly in there you're going to have i would say like four or five weapons that i think everybody needs to try and get and that's yeah. going to be outbreak perfected whisper of the worm um god i'm just off the top of my head i'm trying to think like other guns that would be great thorn yeah. Uh, the last word. If you really dig hand cannons, Thorn, last word, Ace of Spades, Lumina. I mean, there's just, God, you can come up with five hand cannons alone. Um, one could presume that Bad Juju will be in there as well. Um, there's just there's so many different ones 
that are going to be tied there, presumably at some point uh, next year. It probably won't be right away, but some point next year, Wither Horde, Ruinous Effigy. Um, what's another one? Um, trying to think of the ones, uh, Tommy's Matchbook. Those all probably show up in there at some point. Um, Traveler's Chosen. And I mean, it's the exotic ciphers. You can acquire them from Zerb, but I mean, they cost you a pretty penny too. Yeah. Um, one out of the season pass. And of course we got the extra one this season from the, uh, the tribute to Matt Helsum on Mars. Yeah. Um, you can only hold one of these at a time. That's, that's one of the important things to realize. Um, personally, there's only two things that I can come get from this right away. And that's going to be Mountaintop and Hush, which I never earned. I am literally two triples away from getting Mountaintop, and it crushes me that I'm not going to get it before the end of the season. Um, I'd really hoped I would pull it off. Um, I probably got 45% of it done last week during Momentum Control. Um, but apparently getting a triple as you die does not count. It negates it for you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I got so many of those that did not count. So... Very upset about that. Uh, it is what it is. I will gladly pay the price to finally have the super nerfed mountaintop in my possession. Likewise, I'm sure a lot of people will want recluse um, or again mountaintop for those fun PvP modes for mayhem, for momentum control, things like that. Yeah. Um, there's no light cap. You can't take it into trials, thank God. But there's uh, for all you people who like to cheese things, there is still Jotun which is another one I would recommend everybody go get that and the monarch when they come up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This, uh, this is, this is a cool thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's cool for, you know, new players to that are jumping in. Obviously they, they're going to have to work for it obviously, but like, yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's kind of like a, a nice middle ground of, you know, not having to do this long drawn out quest, but still having to work for it, you know? I don't know. I think it's I think it's a cool idea. I think it's cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's let's go ahead and move on. I was seeing if I could find the cost for the exotic uh, cipher real fast. I can't. Uh, in the past, exotic ciphers were very limited in nature. While you can expect one to be available as part of the season pass, Zer will also offer a quest to earn one exotic cipher on a weekly cadence. So there is going to be a quest tied to it. You can't just flat out buy it. Um, I kind of like that. It is going to be kind of a catch-up mechanic for new players uh, or players who want to really fill everything out. And, you know, hey, if uh, if you didn't get that sweet, sweet anarchy or uh, Legend of Acrius, you can now go get it. Um I do hope that eventually they will make some catalysts available for some of the exotic guns through here that yeah. were previously tied to objectives, such as uh, the Whisper of the Worm Catalyst, the Outbreak Catalyst, and um, Acrius. Uh, those are ones I really hope show up in there uh, that were tied to you know prestige versions of content that were just insanely difficult um, if you didn't do them when they were cheesed, um, which you know again got like 60-65% of it done. Uh, but let's move on to some actual patch notes. Uh, full patch notes will be live on Tuesday, of course. Uh, if there's anything interesting in those that we don't cover today, I'll write them down and we'll talk about them at the top of the show next Thursday. Uh, trials changes. Uh, power level requirement will be 1210 this season. I don't expect anybody except for the top, 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 top players to be able to play trials on weekend one. Um, 
added adept weapons and weapon mods to the flawless chest and of course you know you can find more information uh they added some physics blockers to a few of the maps uh exodus blue cauldron altar of flame uh here's the here's the great ones here's the ones that we really really wanted login screens now have a dark background full screen menus have a dark background style dark mode is finally coming on tuesday thank god I'm tired of getting blinded by this fucking game after six years. Dude, every time I turn it on and the shadow every and the shadow keep like logo comes up, it's dark and I'm like, yes. And then all of a sudden it goes to the yeah. white screen. I'm like, it genuinely hurts my eyes. Yeah. Um, and I, dude, I already have glasses. Like I'm already, I already have really shitty eyesight. Come on. Yeah. Um, added toggle functionality to the character select screen, allowing you to make a choice between light and dark. Uh, your screen visuals, of course, we already saw this in the Vidoc, will change based on which one you have chosen. Uh, character creation. Uh, male and female will now be masculine and feminine. Uh, head and hair models have been replaced with improved versions. Color swatches have been changed. And uh, pre players' previous head selections will still be used. Um, okay. Here's one that's really big for me. Uh, these two that actually really, really bother me. Um, fixed a bug that occasionally prevented players from earning progress on bounties when joining an activity in progress. This has been a rampant problem in the Crucible for two or three seasons now. Yeah. Where we just weren't getting progress uh, on things. It's really, really, really annoying, especially on your weeklies and for things like Iron Banner. Uh, and they specifically say here, this most notably impacted Iron Banner bounties and could cause players to have their artifact power bonus enabled during Iron Banner matches. Um, so yeah, uh, and then we have a handful of sandbox changes. Um, really, the the biggest ones here, I think, point of the stags power level will be increased to thirteen ten, as that was a pinnacle from a couple of seasons ago. So we can keep using that for a few more seasons. Um, arguably the best legendary bow in the game right now. Um, it's it was one of those pinnacles, you know. Either you play it this season or you don't get it. Um, similar to Fell Winter's Lie. Uh, Divinity uh, bug was fixed that prevented some weapons from dealing precision damage to the Divinity bubble. Uh, for example, Ariana's Vow. The Hunter Dodge has been increased from 22 seconds to 26 seconds now. Um, really, really annoying for all my Hunter fans out there. As we know, the Dodges save our lives a lot in PvE content. Uh, especially those of us in raid battles who really rely on getting that uh, free reload from doing it. Uh, but here's the one that everybody is talking about right now that the subreddit and Twitter are both blowing up with anti-champion mods. I actively avoid champion enabled content because I don't like having to play with only a couple types of weapons. Uh, more so, I don't like having to take off some things like counterbalance mods or uh, boss specs just to put on a champion barrier or like a barrier mod, for example. Uh, Anti-barrier rounds will now penetrate Taken Phalanx shields, which you love to see it. And all anti-champion mods have been shifted to armor rather than taking a weapon mod slot. That that change right there makes me more likely to go do Ordeal Nightfalls now. Yeah. Dude, Ordeal Nightfalls are just like... Right now, they're just like a pain. They're just a huge pain. Yeah, um, I still think that the rewards aren't that great. Uh, they've been doing double rewards this week, though, and I think that, the, ironically, I think the double rewards are what you should get for the normal rewards. Yeah. So, um, 
Uh, and then they have a little note to the people who were very upset about the expired ramen coupon going away. So they made a 4K wallpaper for you. I saw that. I was like, okay. okay. I I love it. I downloaded it. Uh, there's an update to the store coming. Some really cool items. It looks like they're going to put them out over the next few weeks. Uh, they're doing Drifter-themed items this week. They're doing uh, The Stranger the following week, and then the final week will be Varix. Varix's values, as they're calling it. Uh, looks like they've made a couple face masks. They've I Conspiracy theory time, Corey. Oh, boy. They show the Numskull Drifter statue here in the promo image. I think we're getting a Varix one announced at the end of November. Oh, my gosh. Because The Stranger is week number two, and Varix is week number three. If they do a Varix one, of course, day one purchase from both of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, I will sell my kid for a very statue uh there are some uh there's a new set of destiny boots uh that have some fur in them if it ever got cold enough in texas i would 100 percent buy these i think these look awesome boots with the fur yep boots with the fur uh i really really like these boots though um i would 100 percent buy them if it ever got remotely cold enough to wear them in texas i may still buy them just because i can uh a destiny ugly christmas sweater um, it looks like a stasis t-shirt and the uh, volume two of the destiny soundtrack on vinyl as well as the beyond light vinyl uh, will both come out uh, which look really awesome um, there's a couple emblems you can get from buying anything in the store uh, November 9th through the 4th uh, and then the 9th through the 9th of February so February 9th is when we're assuming the season is going to end at this point um, Traditionally, that's the last day you can get one of these emblems from the store. Um, and then there is a special one if you buy the Destiny 2 Beyond Light soundtrack. Um, I, yeah, I, if, guys, if, you, if you're an emblem collector like me and you, you like, you know, just looking at them in your collections or you want some, uh, some flair that a lot of people don't have, I would definitely go check out these emblems. I don't really like the one for the next couple of weeks, but I do like the one for the season beyond, between Stars and the Shattered Harmony. I do like both of those a lot. Yeah, those are cool looking. Um, I have a question, and I know, yeah. I know it probably wasn't mentioned anywhere, but are they changing achievements in Destiny? Do you know? So that's something that hasn't been talked about because I know that Microsoft and Sony both don't like there being trophies that are unobtainable. Yeah. Um, especially Microsoft. So I do wonder what's going to happen with the Prestige Leviathan. I think the way they're going to, I genuinely think the way they're going to get around this is say, oh, we're just taking it out for like a year and then it's going to be put back in. Because that's my personal theory is that when we go next gen only, all those planets are coming back. You don't, you don't think that they're going to just be like, change it to just do a prestige raid do you they could but i don't think they will yeah because they very specifically well, they changed they they did change something when like the prestige nightfalls went away they took that achievement and changed it yeah it became if you did an ordeal nightfall you got it i think um so i mean they they probably could i think they'll probably just change it to like i don't know yeah, do a do a. I don't even know if there's one. I guess there is one for doing a raid. Maybe they'll just change. Like you said, maybe prestige mode is going to come to all the raids now. Yeah. Uh, which, okay. Um, I think I'd kind of rather get it done on Leviathan, but. Yeah, there's actually two raid related, three raid related ones. 
There's Belly of the Beast, which is complete Le- Leviathan ra- raid. Uh, the Prestige, uh, complete Leviathan on, on Prestige difficulty. And then uh, Wishing for the Best is complete the Last Wish raid. So is there not one for doing just any raid? Mm-mm. I think this will be changed to just do any Destiny 2 raid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually a little surprised I didn't address that here, but I guess we'll see when we log in on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it's just they want to get the game done and they'll change it after the fact, maybe. That's true. That's, like when they, that's absolutely true. I mean, they because, can update that at any time. Plus, like, I'm sure there's not going to be a Prestige raid when the raid launches anyway. I'm, maybe, no. they'll cha- maybe they'll change that when the Prestige raid comes out. Maybe. Because um, I don't think they want to go back and add it the last wish at this point. Yeah. Um, the only other thing here in the, uh, in the TWAB this week is going to be... Uh, the preload information, of course, as we said, the game is going to come temporarily offline really quickly at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday for the quick patch. It'll go back live. Um, I think they're just trying to aim for as many people to be hopefully home from work by then as possible um, to do this. That, that's probably going to be your end of the season event. So definitely log in for the last two, three hours. It's, it's going to be three full hours that it'll be up. So three hours uh that gives everybody a little bit of time to at least log in it can't be that big of an event if they're doing it for three hours um servers will come offline at 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern uh what follows next and it will go back up live of course the next day at reset time what follows next is how you can download uh the beyond light preload and it is different depending on what platform you're on. On PlayStation, November 8th after 8 p.m. Pacific time, um, you can start download. You can start pre-downloading the update. So you can actually, if you're on PlayStation, you can download it a day early. Um, navigate Destiny 2, check for updates, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they say, do not, do not delete your current version of destiny 2 on your playstation console to speed up the pre-download process um so and they put this in bold letters they underlined it everything so uh and it says in an effort to decrease server load some playstation plus users may be able to pre-download the update starting on november 7th after 8 p.m if they have auto update enabled on their ps4 um i would not be shocked to see the update pushed early to some xbox users as well mm-hmm. maybe during the day on monday mm-hmm. uh especially with god you've got a new console there's a new console launching on tuesday at least ps5 will have a couple days to work out the kinks um feels to me like this kind of should have probably been flipped uh we should have been preloading on xbox maybe knowing that new consoles are on the way yeah i digress um preload for xbox and for steam will be available shortly after it is taken offline for maintenance at 7 p.m pacific standard time uh and yeah, it should auto update for PC and Xbox. Uh, you're probably going to force the Xbox update unless you are set up to have it pushed. Um, I mean, I do, it, but it never does. <laughs> it does for me. I finally got it to work, I think, right as I'm getting ready to get rid of my 1S. So I got to redo it on my X. Yeah. Um, but the one of the more critical things, we now know the install size uh, of Beyond Light and of destiny 2 2.0 as some of us are starting to call it um on the xbox family xbox one series x and series s 65.7 gigs uh on the playstation 4 and playstation 5 70.78 gigs and on pc 69.7 
Um, of course, keep in mind for the PlayStation 4 and PC versions, you do have to have extra storage space for the installation um, for the preloads and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, that is, that's a decrease of about 30, 30 to 35 gigs across the board. Yes. That's just excellent news. I expect especially, some of that Especially ahead. if you get an S, which uh, yeah. like they said there was only, what, 384 gigs or something of usable space. Something like that. And then, like, I guess the PlayStation 5 is, like, around 600 also. <laughs> Uh, of usable space because of the the UI or the the operating system and stuff. So, uh, space is space is uh, <laughs> real estate is important <laughs> at this point. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I this is smaller than I was expecting. The obviously when we get the next gen optimized versions of these games in december that size will likely go up by five to ten gigs we don't know exactly how much yet Mm -hmm. um but they did expect tell us to expect like up to 80 gigs i believe um 75 to 80 somewhere in there so kind of bracing myself for that a little bit but seeing it go down this much definitely is a reassuring thought when i think about what games i'm gonna install um again as another warning when you're listening to this, you've only got like two, three days left. Um, things that are going to go away. Uh, there are uh, certain titles that are going to go away for, uh, that you will not be able to earn anymore, including Shadow, Reckoner, Blacksmith, Wayfarer, Chronicler, uh, and of course the seasonal titles for this year, Undying, Savior, Almighty, Forerunner, and the Moments of Triumph 2020 title. Uh, you must equip these before November 9th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, after which they will be unavailable to earn. We had this happen last year with Moments of Triumph. People did not, they just simply earned it. They did not equip it and were very upset they could no longer equip it. Um, you just have to equip it and you can unequip it. If you have multiple titles, some of us do, um, you don't have to leave it equipped on. So that's good. Um and also, a lot of stuff's going to go out of Bungie Rewards. So you should earn and claim them, claim your code by uh, November 9th as well. Um, but yeah, it's. I think that's about all we've got from the Chwad this week. Um, looking right now, I don't see anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's a relatively small. Yeah, it's, it's a very small Chwad this week. Thank God. To be fair, we've had like monster Chwabs the last. That should be our. That should be our clan name, Monster Twins. We have, and I don't. It's, so, yeah, this this is kind of a lull week. Uh, we do have a lore corner to get to tonight. Um, but this this is probably going to be the last like semi-short episode for us for a little while, for at least a month. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into this, you know, later on, but about some of our plans, I guess, for the next, for the coming weeks, what we're hoping to talk about, but. Uh, do we want to go to the lore corner real quick, Corey? Yeah, let's do let's do some lore corner. I'm excited, Josh, because this is definitely one of my favorite characters in all of Destiny. Uh, this week's lore corner. This is one that I've wanted to do for quite a while, um, and we just kind of kept punting him down the road. Unfortunately, we thought about throwing him in the allies section, and then we we're like, oh shit, we got to talk about so many other things. And then we had several very long weeks, like Corey talked about, because of monster swabs. 
uh, content updates. Uh, <laughs> Monster twabs like is such a fun thing to say. Monster twabs. Uh, and of course, sandwich talk. Uh, we are going to talk about one of Corey and I's favorite characters in the entire series, and that is Saint-14. It's um, the only helmet I've worn since I got it in Destiny 1. If you are not familiar with Saint-14, he is a guy that we heard about for the first time in Destiny 1, of course, was this legendary titan that was that had gone missing and, you know, was, you know, presumed dead, things like that. Um, you do do a quest at the beginning or in the Curse of Osiris expansion uh, for the perfect paradox shotgun after you've acquired all of Vance's weapon frames where you find Saint's tomb. Um, that The Vex literally built him a tomb because he killed so many of them. Um that's a cool. That's a cool image, by the way. His tomb. It really is. But yeah, we don't know a ton about. We didn't know a ton about Saint Fourteen. Though. We've really learned a lot in the last year or two. Um, and of course, they did things with Saint that none of us ever expected. Um, for I mean, for starters, we got to meet Saint this year uh, in the season of Dawn. I mean, it made all of season of Dawn and all those goddamn sundial runs worth it. Um, getting to meet him, but uh, Saint was kind of the adoptive son of uh, the speaker from Destiny 1. Uh, he was his adoptive son, kind of. He was really his his right hand, and he was the first of the Tower Vanguard. Uh, he used to have Zavala's job way back in the day. Uh, you know, him and his ghost Geppetto, that's what they did. There's actually a piece of lore that goes way back when uh, where Saint befriends a random ghost who's looking for their partner, and the ghost hopes that his guardian will be like the Titan. It is inferred that this is our ghost talking about us, uh, and that they meet way back when. Uh, it's in a lore card, lore card, I believe, from Curse of Osiris. Um, <clears throat> but Saints, Saint story is kind of hard for us to tell in the context of being this year, given that we jump through time with Saint a lot. Um, we jump back to before the Battle of Six Fronts to the first time that Saint left Earth and he was on Mercury. He's overwhelmed by the Fallen and we we show up because of the Sundial and we help defend him. We end up, through a paradox, inspiring him to, uh, to go to the city. To uh, He sees a vision of the present-day last city because of our ghost and he's like, yep, I'm going to, I want to be like uh, how I'm remembered in the current age. And so we, our guardian, through like a deus ex machina of sorts, sets him on this path through a time loop. The perfect paradox, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> so that that's really cool because we literally change history. Uh, originally, Saint fails in this. Saint fails in this mission, uh, in the original timeline. And so we come back and change it. And during, during the Six Fronts, you know, he, he leads a team of nine guardians and they just they cut through all of the fallen. Um, he he holds it, though. Uh, you know, him, Shax, Saladin, they all uh, they all hold it. What Saint a cool image. It. What a cool image right. that would be. I want to see like a cutscene of them just holding down like all this stuff. I just want to see visually, you know, I mean, I've watched enough bife videos and listen to enough of them to, to like you know visualize it but i just want to see all these titans just like ugh, just plow through some fallen yeah it's uh man it's it's pretty great um so you know he he does that he uh he says that he's doing this uh because he has to be the hero that he was told he would become uh, he's really driven by what us and ghosts tell him uh, in uh, on Mercury. I was going to say in the Infinite Forest, but on 
Mercury. Um, he, uh, he, of course, he was part of the Tower of Vanguard. You know, he uh, established the consensus and the Vanguard, uh, along with Osiris and Tallulah Fairwind as the Hunter and Warlock Vanguards, respectively. Um, I, it, it was crazy. Um, you know, of course, Osiris doesn't stay for too long and does end up leaving eventually. Um, but, whew. Uh, yeah, Saint Saint was sent to hunt down our old friend Tanix. Um, but Cade Six got to him first. Yeah, Cade got to him first to avenge his, uh, his friend's death. And then uh, he goes to Mercury. He, uh, he leaves. He wants to go fight the Vex. Uh, essentially, he goes looking for Osiris, really. Um, so, you know, we spend all this time uh, looking for him. Uh, Saint enters the forest, and he uh, felt that his end was coming. Um, so he makes messages for the speaker, for Osiris, for our guardian. Um, and he leaves messages to each of them. He, he tells Osiris... He, he kind of scolds him a little bit uh, for failing why Saint revered him so much and why he wanted him to be in the Vanguard. He actually was in Zavala's position. Osiris used to lead the Vanguard. Um, and he hoped that Osiris would, you know, put the people of the city before himself and whatnot. And that uh, he told Osiris not to blame himself for uh, for Saint's coming death. And he tells the speaker uh, that he had seen what the last city could become and be certain he would lead him to it. And he told the Guardian that he would be sending them a final gift, the perfect paradox, which we had brought to his legendary gun. We had brought to him and then he subsequently gives back to us. We, of course, find this uh, at his tomb, um, which is changed eventually. Um, the Vex create a mine specifically to drain Saint's light and to kill his ghost. Um, Saint, to this day, does not have a ghost. His ghost was actually killed before we showed up, to my knowledge. Um, but he sends the message to us through the perfect paradox shotgun. And it's just one of the super cool little lore tidbits that I think makes the story that's already great even better when you realize those little details. Uh, of course, we come into the story at this point, we find it, um, and eventually we change his death. We, we change him, and he steps out of the infinite forest into the present day. Uh, after we change everything, he stays alive in the infinite forest waiting for the day that will be on the other side of the gate. And of course that leads to the cutscene where he chucks the Vex, uh, he just chucks the Vex goblin straight out of there yeah. uh, and meets up with us in the present day, which is incredible. You know, it's, a, it's a great little quest line. I don't want to really explain all of it right now, but uh, Osiris sending us basically through time to locate saints. Um, which is really, 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 really cool. Um, you like that. Of course, he comes back. He takes up residence in the tower. Uh, he starts up the trials of Osiris again. Uh, he's overwhelmed by the changes. Uh, the deaths of the speaker and Cade hit him really, really hard. You know, these are friends. These are mentors. You know, the speaker I mean, was he, his father, essentially. Yeah, I was going to say, he literally called the speaker father, and the speaker yeah. called him son. Like, I, that's like yeah. a... 
There's like a whole thing. It's about one of that the best too. known. It's one of the best known war pieces that we had about us about us not Osiris about Saint fourteen leading into season of dawn. Actually, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that was most firmly established. Um, and he, you know, he connects, you know, the obelisks to the sundial. Of course, has us donate all these stupid freaking fractal lines, which anybody who played during season of dawn will tell you how much they hated, um, and. He sends us after a couple of weapons. He sends us to Twilight Gap, where we build the Devil's Ruin sidearm. And this is a really cool mission because it's so simple, but the dialogue between him and Osiris and then with Lord Shax coming in is so great. These are these are all friends. Shax doesn't know that Saint-14 is alive. He hasn't seen Saint yet. And... There, it, it's it's a touching moment. It, it's enough to make e- I think even the coldest Destiny player uh, tear up just a little bit. And it, it's crazy, you know. Saint Saint tells Shax, you know, he can't believe what he's done for the city. Shax kind of rebukes him a little bit and says, "What he's do- what he Shax has done pales in what comparison to what we have accomplished." And he foretold our arrival to the Crucible Handler. And Shax tries to tell us, you know, the the Guardian's not a divine savior. You know, he's he's really not. And he Saint asks Shax what he wants to bet over it. Uh, so yeah, it's hilarious. And that's when Shax sings to us the song uh, that was made by Eris, as he said, which is "I'm on the moon, I'm made of cheese." Now, <laughs> if this sounds familiar, it's because when we talked about the prophecy dungeon. Uh, way back when we started this show in the summer, I uh, talked about the Prophecy Dungeon and some of the lines that Eris and the Drifter share. And uh, it's it's mentioned by somebody, and Eris goes, I've never I've never heard that song. That's not those are not my words. I have never ever sung that to Shax. And she realizes it's Sabathun's song. Oh god. Yeah. And so there's been there is a lot of dialogue in Season of Arrivals. Not to get too much of our Saint Fourteen story, but there is a lot of dialogue that alludes to the fact Shax may be falling underneath the influence of Sabathun. Dark relics are now awakening. He has an Ahamkara skull above him. It's this whole affair right now. Yeah, Eris keeps telling him yep. to take it down. Yep, she sent the Drifter to tell him too, and the Drifter's like, uh, "I'm not doing that." <laughs> um, so the final thing with Saints. Um, of course, you know, he does the trials and whatnot, but he sends us on the quest for Bastion. We go through the corridors of time and eventually you find it. And, you know, another painstakingly annoying community quest, uh, one that the community outright revolted over uh, to get the fusion rifle Bastion, which we claim from our own grave. Um, and as we're approaching our grave, the eulogy for us is being given by Saint-14, who's lamenting that he couldn't do enough for us. He hopes that, you know, we were proud of him, essentially, he, that he was proud of us, and that he buried us with one of our, with our favorite weapon, as he called it, a weapon that we used all the time, and we fell wielding. And he kind of muses to himself and kind of whispers it under his breath where nobody else can hear him that he hopes that we can hear him through time once again. And if you're out there, if you're listening, and at that point we reach out and we take Bastion for ourselves. 
Um, and we come back and we explain the whole experience to Saint, and it's it's just, it's a great moment. Um, I really hope there's more for Saint 14 coming in the next year because, of course, Osiris is coming back to the forefront in Season of the Hunt. Uh, I'd really like to see more with Saint 14, though. Yeah. Maybe encountering Saladin or something. I don't know. Like like you said, like that would be an amazing cutscene to see him, Shax, Saladin, and Osiris all together. Yeah. Uh, wielding the light. I, I mean, I would personally, just because it would be incredible, I'd love to see Zavala and Ikora with them as well. Yeah. Uh, have a full six-stack fire team. Just how incredible that would be. Yeah. Um, That'd be so cool. Like, it would be so... <laughs> Drifter and Eris show up out of nowhere using their new darkness powers. Yeah. Uh, there's just so many cool things that you can do. And I really hope that they do some of them. Yeah. I mean, they could even, like, Aldrin at that point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I mean, not to, like, take a side change. I still, I wonder how they're going to react to Aldrin. I, I don't know. And that's... You know, as, as we're talking, I'm sorry, about, the crow. Sorry, Reddit. Yeah, as as we're talking about uh, as we're talking about crow uh, and about Aldrin and whatnot, I do genuinely wonder how they do that. That's one of the things I think we're all waiting to see, and it's very notable they're not letting that be in week one, to our knowledge. Yeah, that we will not encounter crow at all. Um, I could see there being like a little tease to him at the end of the maybe the new light campaign or something or at the end of the Europa campaign. Yeah. But his introduction proper will come at the first reset on the 17th in which we start the seasonal quest line with Spider and Osiris and Crow. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I think they made a really good choice to keep that separate from the Beyond Light launch to let Stasis and the overall narrative have its moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, prior to throwing that in. And I'm really glad they didn't come out and tell us this like weeks and weeks ago. I'm glad that they pretty much waited until the last minute yeah. to tell us this was going to happen. Yeah. So. Just it's so close, Josh. So we, close. We have a couple more sleeps and then we're there. Uh, I'm trying to rack my brain. And if there's anything else that uh, we got to think about here. Um, I mean, I think. I think, I think this is it. You know, I think. I think this is it too. For just to like end the show on this, how? And we'll revisit this after like the first full season, and maybe right before uh, the Witch Queen comes out. But how well do you think Beyond Light is going to go over with fans? Is like a prediction. I think it's going to be. I think narratively, it could be up there with Taken King or with Forsaken, um, with the ambition of what they're trying to do. I mean, they're introducing a whole new element, which they've never done. Yeah. So it remains to be seen how that's going to go over. Um, we'll see how badly sunsetting has affected certain things. Um, I have some concerns about the amount of content in it, which, I mean, Luke Smith has addressed a little bit. Uh, he addressed it on Twitch Gaming last week, saying, like, this is a smaller expansion than Forsaken. We don't have three studios working on it, but it is not as small as Shadowkeep. And I, Shadowkeep was decently sized to me. Yeah, I um, thought it was, especially I, like when they kept just doing the seasonal, like this, the especially yeah. like, you know, I don't know. I didn't think Shadowkeep was that small. Like we had a dungeon, we had a 
new location. We had a pretty decent campaign so, size. Yeah, like when we talk about it, we had you had a decent you had a decent sized campaign, which I mean a lot of that was grinding for gear, right? Yeah. Gear, but at least the gear tied to the expansion actually had a purpose this time, mm-hmm. uh, which we've never had before. You had, I want to say, was it two new strikes introduced? Two new strikes, three if you were on Xbox. Um, you had multiple exotic quests. So you had Xenophage, you had Deathbringer, and I believe you had something else. You had the Pit of Heresy, of course, introduced. And you had the Garden of Salvation. Oh, you had, Divi- you had the Divinity Quest, which I think is one of the coolest exotic quests in the game. Uh, I, the Divinity puzzles are incredible. I really like those in the Garden of Salvation. Um, and then you had the seasonal content, which, I mean, they pretty much knew two months in was going to be a complete wash for the year. They're like, yeah, if you guys didn't like this, you're not going to like the rest of what we have planned. Yeah. Uh, I do think Arrivals really redeemed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, two things that really redeemed it for me this year was there was a lot more emphasis on the lore and on the storytelling, even seasonal events. Like I found myself wanting to play events every week that I otherwise would have probably ignored after about 10 runs Mm -hmm. just to get the new lore drop every week. Yeah. Um, I did that in Sundial. Uh, I think there was some in Seraph Towers, uh, Vex Offensive, and uh, of course, uh, Means to an End. I've done 15 runs of Means to an End this season, maybe a couple more. I'm so glad to never touch that mission ever again. Yeah, I think I think though too, like season of arrivals. I think would have been. I mean, I, I think it was a great season. It was definitely the best season of oh the, by far of the, by far. Of, of the expansion. But mm-hmm. if it, if Beyond Light would have come out in September, like it was supposed to, and season of arrivals was like t- a tighter season, you know, it's definitely one of the strongest seasons they've done. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it is absolutely, without a doubt, the best season they did. So, I guess going into Beyond Light, if I had to rank the seasons, uh, it would go Arrivals, Dawn, um, and I'm going to try to be objective here. I think Undying and, uh, Season of the Worthy would have to be the last one. To be fair, those two are kind of hard, because... Uh, Undying was a bit of a weaker season, and I expected that since it was, I mean, Shadowkeep was delayed by a couple of weeks, and it was a shorter season. It was one that came out with an expansion. I was willing to hand wave that, and I really didn't mind Vex Offensive. That was phenomenal for getting bounties done, for trying new weapons out, trying out things you wouldn't normally do. I played it with a lot, Ace of Spades a lot in that mode. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've ever done hand cannon bounties was in that mode. Yeah. Um, but Season of the Worthy, for me, was a failure on almost every single level. And they know it, too. Um, they knew that we hated it. Uh, the Seraph Towers were absolutely atrocious. Uh, Dawn is where the grinding fatigue really settled in with us grinding out those fractal lines. And then there was another grinding event with the stupid Rasputin things. And then this season, there was more with more seasonal currencies. And it's like, okay, we don't, we don't want to do this all the time. Like, change it up for a season or two. I'm really glad that it seems like they're going to move away from this model going forward because the content for a season, like season of the hunt stuff will stay there for an entire year. Mm-hmm. That won't go away till witch queen launches yeah. uh, until witch queen launches or shortly after or something like that. I like that. That makes me more willing to take more frequent breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like cyberpunk comes out on the 10th of December. I fully plan on there being like a week or two long destiny break for me minimum. Yeah. I, I, 
there, I mean, there's a lot of games I want to play outside yeah. of Destiny, especially because like the new boxes are coming out. I want to play through Gears Tactics. I want to play through Assassin's Creed Valhalla at some point. Like I want to, yeah, play Planet Coaster. Like there's a bunch of games that I want to play, and and I totally plan on doing that. Uh, you know, at least after the first month or so of Destiny, and and uh, but yeah, like you said, it seems like totally set up to to take some breaks in between these events and the seasons and stuff and you know i think i think that's good you know i mean destiny's they've always been open about destiny being a game that you can leave and come back to and uh you know this this expansion kind of seems set up for that too so yeah i'm uh man as long as season of the hunt has the same kind of quality that Arrivals did. I mean, let's keep in mind, Arrivals was not expected to go on for as long as it did, obviously. Mm-hmm. It was more than doubled in length. Um, we've never had a season go on. I mean, that's like the amount of time from, I don't know, like House of Wolves. That's that's longer than House of Wolves to Taken King was, I believe. Yeah. By like two months. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. Um, a seasonal A season can only hold so much content in it. And I mean, when it's a ten dollars season, what can you really do? I mean, we—I think we were all shocked. I say all of us because when I think about Shadowkeep, I also consider some of the seasonal content that's here to stay. Well, the one seasonal thing that's here to stay, which is Prophecy, mm-hmm. um, which to me, best dungeon in the game. Um, by far, it's one by far one of the best things I think Bungie has made in any game ever of theirs. Um, the, the storytelling, the lore that we got, I mean, I wouldn't hate seeing the contact events stick around as a public event. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't fully hate now. I wouldn't want it to go like four rounds, but, you know, like, hey, maybe you got to do like two or three rounds mm-hmm. um, and then it spawns or something. Like, I wouldn't hate that completely. Like, don't drop champions on me or anything, but I wouldn't hate seeing that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have minded if, you know, we get done with Seraph Towers and oh, Seraph Tower sticks around as, as a public event in the EDZ or something. Like, obviously, for story reasons, it's not there anymore. Uh, and that's why, you know, we're not in the Vex Offensive or at the Sundial anymore or things like that. But I wouldn't hate seeing things like that. Sundial. The su- I, out of all of the seasonal things you had to do, I really think Sundial was probably the most enjoyable and the easiest to do with Randos. Um, even at low light levels, like the sundial was not punishing. Um, it really wasn't that bad. I kind of like the story reasons behind it. Um, but man, Vex offensive is just, it was bad. Vex offensive was real bad. Seraph towers is literally, it gives me nightmares. Um, I don't want to see another taken bank out in patrol for a long time. Um, and I think that's why I deliberately avoided those events as much as I could this season was so that I didn't just grow to resent it completely. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, like, I think you can really only go up from here. I don't think it can really be that bad. Yeah. Plus, this is I like have a lot of hopes for Hunt. Plus, this is kind of their first major launch with right without Activision, right? Um, yeah, because, I mean, Shadowkeep was mostly developed by the time they broke off. Yeah. Um, 
it was at least deep in development. We know that Vex Offensive was finalized, and we suspect that most of Season of Dawn had probably been worked on by that point. Mm-hmm. They at least knew what they were going to do with Season of Dawn. Yeah, It seems like Seraph Towers were just kind of like thrown together as the Activision divorce was happening. Yeah. And then they really spent like last fall and hearing the feed, the feedback came in with enough time for them to fix or to completely alter whatever that was they did in season of arrivals. Um, But I I don't want to say that like, I think everything in shadow keep was bad. I think that the exotic quests genuinely were better. I think there were story reasons for a lot of the guns, which I really like Mm -hmm. Uh, stories, not just behind them, but I think the quests were different. Sure. Like the devil's ruin. It was a gimme if you played that season, but Getting that interaction between Saint Osiris and Shax finding out that he's alive mm-hmm. and Shax didn't even know, like that's that's incredible. That's that's such a great payoff for those of us who have been following the story for five, six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything needs to be this long convoluted quest like Outbreak Prime or Sleeper Stimulant. Like those are cool, like yeah, give me one or two of those in an expansion. I'm cool. I'm always down for a community puzzle. But I also kind of like the gimme ones because, like, Devil's Ruin genuinely is one of the go-to guns for Ordeal Nightfalls. A sidearm. Yeah. Because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I really I really like that There's there's been kind of, like, a purpose be- behind <clears throat> these weapons. And, and I mean, yeah, and, like, most of, I would say the vast majority of the weapons that we got this year that were exotics, with the exception of, like, Symmetry, Tommy's Matchbook, and maybe, like, one other one, were actually all really cool, unique weapons. Um, Devil's, you know, Devil's Ruin, uh, Leviathan's Breath, Ariana's Vow, uh, Deathbringer, Xenophage, uh, who would have ever thought it was about a single-shot machine gun? Yeah. Yeah, um, Xenophage is still so got? good. With, with, dude, f- freaking Wither Horde, Ruinous Effigy, tra- Traveler's Chosen. Like, there's been so many cool things that we've this gotten is this year. The, this, this has probably been, like, one of the better sets of exotics, like, as a group this season. Yeah, like, I think so, because instead of dropping them all in the season that the expansion dropped, they spread them out over a year. Mm-hmm. And. I know some people, have been, I've seen them crunch the numbers and be like, oh my god, we didn't get as much. Like, we got so many more exotics in, the, in Forsaken. It's like, yeah, you also had three studios working on this stuff, though. Like, yeah, it's just Bungie now. Granted, Bungie's hired a lot more people, but it's like, here, come on. Like, there's only so much you can do. And if they're trying to manage a content vault now to eventually bring stuff back, they've got teams likely sprucing that stuff up behind the scenes. Right. <clears throat> so... Overall, it was it was a good year. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's their weakest year by far. Uh, I definitely think the wor- the weakest year was absolutely Destiny One Year One, and I think Destiny Two Year One were both weaker than what we got from Shadowkeep to now. Yeah, uh, people don't want to admit it. I see a lot of rose colored glasses going. Well, you know, Curse of Osiris doesn't look bad in comparison. Like, no, Curse of Osiris. No, Curse of Osiris was terrible. I'm sorry, Curse like, of Osiris. Yeah, you built you play. built up this character for what three or four years at that point, and like, don't get me wrong, Osiris looks cool. Like that armor set looks cool, and his ghost looks cool. And and seeing that opening cutscene of him walking through the vault of glass, kind of freezing time while the guardians are raiding, right? Like that was super cool, right? To see, but like. That campaign was so bad. It was so bad, man. Like, I, it's not even a campaign. No, it. What two of the missions were just strikes, right? Like two yep. of the missions were just yep. strikes, and it happened again in Warmind too. Yeah, uh, Warmind wasn't as bad as Osiris, but it was still. It wasn't, but it was still pretty bad. Like 
when we talk expansions, like when I we talk expansions, I take expansion to mean Rise of Iron, The Taken King, Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, House of Wolves, and Dark Below, those are seasons as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, with their, you know, their definitions and everything. So, I don't know. I I have a lot of high hopes for this next year, though. I think this is where the best is to come. Uh, and I know I know Bunchy says that all the time, but I really feel like we're going to hit some Forsaken level especially, satisfaction here. Especially because, um, like, Europa is something they've clearly been thinking yeah. of for at least, like, however long this whole entire universe has been in development. Right, like it's something that they've been wanting to do for a long time, and we're finally going. So, uh, I just, Final. I just, I just that image, that image of like the of the snow planet with the with the fallen walker and that and the fallen uh, yeah. captain just walking next to it. It's so emblazoned in my head at this point, and I'm like, we're finally going. You type in like just Destiny One concept art; it's literally the first image that pops up every time. I'm, 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 man, I'm so excited. Um, I feel like a kid before Christmas because not only am I getting the expansion to the game that I've, like, really my most played game of this entire console generation was Destiny by far. Oh, yeah. It might be my most played game ever outside of the OG Halo 2. Yeah. Um, and, but I think at this point, the franchise definitely overtakes the amount of time I've spent in Halo. Um, I would say my time in Destiny 2 alone is coming up real close on what I did in Halo 2. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've also been playing this for for four years. I mean, it took a whole year off basically. I did not play hardly at all in year one. I hated it so much, um, and I've pretty much been consistently here for two years now. Um, I am glad that we're getting back to the way that they did the Forsaken season pass. Where, yeah, man, I can take a break again for a couple weeks and not feel like I'm super missing out. The addition of the exotic cipher definitely makes me feel like I don't have as much FOMO anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if I happen to miss a quest or I don't feel like killing myself for it, I can get it eventually. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I can work on the quest over time because the quest will be in my inventory for a year. Yeah. Um, had I known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have bothered getting Thorn. I would have just waited. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's man. That's that's all I've got. I, I'm excited. We, we've got we've got the new expansion dropping. We've got the new season coming the week after. Deepstone Crypt on the 21st, and of course Series X and Series S on November 10th. PlayStation 5 on the 12th. Um, I hope everybody gets what they want. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether you want to get a new console, you want to upgrade your PC, or hey, you're staying on the legacy consoles. I, I hope you jump in and really enjoy this. Uh, this has been. It's been a. F- I'm not going to mince words. It's been a fucking rough year. We talked about this at the top of the show. It's been a really rough year on all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we have a pandemic. We're we're coming to terms with a lot of things that we needed to talk about decades ago. Things that should have been fixed. You know, sixty, seventy, hundred years ago, and clearly haven't haven't been. There hasn't been action taken. Um, and in the middle, we are literally right now as we're doing this. Like I've got results pulled up on my computer. Like we're still in the middle of one of the most contentious presidential elections and definitely one of the most volatile that we've ever had as a nation, if not the most. Um, and man, I'm, it feels good to think about something as trivial as I get to play some motherfucking destiny content next week. I know I get to throw some cosmic space ice around. Yeah. And I mean, after everything that like this week in particular, like, 
I'm so ready for next week. I'm so ready to just, yeah. I want to unbox my new console. I want to play destiny. And I know like the upgrades for destiny aren't coming till December, but like just being able to load into a zone quicker is good enough for me at the moment. Yeah. Just being able to choose my character without like going to the kitchen and making a snack and coming back and still waiting. Like <laughs> just so, uh, but Josh, I'm excited for beyond light. We have, I am too. Four more sleeps, five more sleeps. Four five more sleep. Uh, let's see. Five. five more sleeps. Five more, five sleeps. more sleeps. By the time you listen to this, we'll be down to four. Yeah. Uh, it's not less. So. So. Yep, guys. Uh, I I hope that everybody, if you if you're checking out Beyond Light, I hope you enjoy it. If uh, if you're looking for a reason to jump back in, there's no better time. Yeah. Uh, the, like, if you're a first time player, the New Light experience, God willing, is going to be better. Tune in next week to uh, that. That was the last thing we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about a little bit of our coverage uh, of the game. Yeah. Uh, for the first couple weeks while this is out, because there's just going to be there's it's going to be sensory overload as it always is in a Destiny expansion. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try Corey to stream I, it. Actually. Yeah. Uh, Corey and I are both going to be trying to stream it. Um, I will be live. Def- I'll be live Tuesday as soon as I can get through the queue um, to launch it. I will actually be streaming it live uh, on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Finn. Two ends always. Um, I'm trying. Five, Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm just. I'm. This weekend is like a huge like setup for all the stuff we're mm-hmm. doing, not just with Destiny, but with the Xboxes and stuff. Uh, yep. with Arsenal yep. X and like, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get it situated to where like, if, if we're all streaming at the same time, somebody can go to one location and watch us all follow us from there. You know what I mean? Like it, right. we kind of have that on the boss rush games website, but like, mm-hmm. I'm really considering like building a page specifically for our destiny stuff and our live streams and our Xbox stuff in particular. To mm-hmm. ju- because like I I feel like we not just us but Joe and Jesse all think that this is really important and something that we're kind of like all in on at the time being and and I think just if we're all streaming it and somebody can go watch all of us at the same time and just like you know what I mean like especially when we're gonna go try to do the raid on the day one and uh, I don't know man it's just all exciting and I'm kind of like overwhelmed with excitement for this on top of being overwhelmed with everything that happened this week. And like, I just want it to happen, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think kind of a general like outline just so, uh, so y'all know what we're hoping to do. Um, I think the goal is for us to both try and get through at least the beyond light campaign, uh, before next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, we, we both do have lives outside of this and outside of the game. Um, but I think that's that's kind of like the the bare goal that we're setting for ourselves. I'm going to try to get through uh, New Light. We don't know what else is going to be available next week outside of the new strike because they've been deliberately vague about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll cover whatever comes up in the Schwab. Um, I don't even know if we're going to have a lore corner next week, frankly, because there's going to be so much I lore done in the actual story. Yeah, so. I don't even know if we're going to have like a proper lore corner for a couple weeks, honestly, with like. Because next yeah. week's like the campaign and the new light stuff, which I hope we can get through. Uh, yeah. And then like the first week of the season of the hunt stuff, if, yep. you know, if the crow is revealed yep. and Osiris coming back and that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, kind of set the scene for that. 
after that, I mean, we'll, we're going to kind of take it as it is after that. It depends on, you know, if we're, I have no disillusions that we're, I have no, you know, thought that we're going to clear the raid in the opening weekend. Um, but no, we are going to try to, man, we, World uh, first. world's first guys. If world's first happened on a console in today's day and age, I'd be shocked. It's hard enough to get that 24 hour completion. I uh, I look forward to trying to do the raid, at least being able to talk about maybe some of what's going on it uh, the week after. Uh, of course, I'll be watching the world's first race. Um, if we have to call it quits, I'll be watching some of the top teams. Uh, Dado, Gathalion, uh, Glad, I'll be watching all of them trying to go for world's first mm-hmm. uh, with their various clans. Uh, and we'll just we're going to kind of take it week by week for right now. Um, we we're trying to plan things out. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that we got derailed a bit by big twabs as the season went on. Yeah. Uh, we, Corey and I were wondering back in September, like, God, what are we going to do when we get to October? Like, it's going to be a whole bunch of like just real short shows. And we've had some real good conversation. We've had some great guests. Turns uh, out uh, October was like all of our longest shows ever were. Oh, in October. my God. Yeah. We, uh, and I mean, of course, anytime we add a guest in uh, guest or two, uh, that, of course, extends the time that we our spend doing the show um we'll hopefully be back to having some guests as we get towards the end of november beginning of december again as we approach the holidays but uh again it's it's gonna be on a week by week basis and uh when we know more about what the roadmap looks like for the game uh we'll know more about what we're gonna have for you guys it's just as simple as that they're being very quiet about both the season and the expansion right now which is very uncharacteristic of how they've handled the last well all of destiny too really yeah so that it's it's refreshing uh we don't even know what's going to be in the season pass yet and normally by now they've had it posted on the website for a week yeah so um yeah i'm excited uh, and next at this time next week we're gonna have a whole dump of beyond light so i'm, <laughs> I'm so excited dude i'm so excited. i can't wait uh but we are going to wrap the show. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. Uh, this is Tower Casuals last week on the Boss Rush Podcast Live Twitch channel. We're moving all of our Xbox content and all of our Destiny content over to the Arsenal X channel. So if you want to go to twitch.tv slash Arsenal X podcast, uh, you can check us out there. Uh, we're going to try to stream this. We're going to try to... Uh, I think we're doing unboxing videos for the new boxes next week. Uh, we're going to try at least, I think. Uh, yeah, my, I mean, my goal is to do one for the S. I think I'm the only one out of the four of us buying a one S yeah. or a series S, excuse me. Uh, I am aiming to do one. It all, at this point, it all kind of depends on when I get my hands on it. It's being shipped to my mom's house, which is about a half hour away. And I have no thoughts of driving down there and getting it if I'm already in the queue to play beyond light at that point. Right. It's over an hour round trip without traffic. And there's a ton of construction on the way there right now. So yeah, uh, the series S unboxing maybe later on in the week kind of depends on how many shitty unboxings I see over the next week. Um, (laughs) it's just, it, it it is what it is. Uh, we'll see what it is, but I definitely, uh, you know, I'll be with you guys on Arsenal X to give the impression of how that console runs. I plan on hooking it up here in the office. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know my target. My target. Probably tar- what I'm going to be streaming from, honestly. So. Yeah, uh, I'm. My 
Series X still says the 11th through the 15th from Target. So. Oh my god. Uh, nope, can't do it. We already had this discussion once and it's terrifying me. Yeah, so uh, I'll probably be playing Destiny Beyond Light on my 1X until that, that point, which is fine. Like, I mean, it's what I've been doing since, you know, whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. we're going to try to get all that stuff to you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about the direction of, of the shows and everything right now, and uh hopefully you guys are too so josh where can we find you guys you can always always find me on twitter at at josh underscore finn with two n's and starting on tuesday the 10th you can find me on twitch.tv slash josh underscore finn um swing by get my impressions of uh the new consoles uh hoping to play on the x on tuesday and play on the s on wednesday so i can talk about both of them while we're on there talk about some of the differences i have a fancy monitor coming in the mail in the next couple days that i'm really excited about Ooh! Um, did you get it from amazon they might send you a better one no uh i actually (laughs) got it from uh from one of our good friends uh ray apollo is uh i'm buying his uh one of his monitors off of him uh very excited for it it's a uh, it's a 27 inch it does 4k uh, doesn't do the 144 hertz, but I'm okay with that right now. Um, since I'm going to be sitting so close to it, it does go up to 75. Uh, so really excited about that one. Um, if Destiny went up to 120, then I'd probably be like, "Fuck, I got to go buy 120 or a 144 hertz." But mm-hmm. uh, this is the first step in a setup, so uh, it'll do good for now. It saves me from having to go out and buy a $600 flat screen right now, which I don't want to do. And, uh, yeah, uh, looking forward to doing that swing on by though. Uh, we're, we're going to be playing a lot of destiny. We're going to play some Tetris effect and, uh, we're going to play through bright memory. Ooh, so bright memory, that game looks the more and more I watch that game looks. So awesome. I, I, I'll set the expectations on Sunday on Arsenal X as well. Yeah. But, uh, if you are as excited about bright memory as I am, uh, please Note, there are two different versions of the game. There is Bright Memory, which is what we will be playing. It's the version that was in Steam Early Access and went public back in March. Uh, It is $8. It is up for $8 on both Steam and on Xbox Live. If you buy it on Steam, you will get Bright Memory Infinite, which is the one that was teased at the May event for Xbox. Due to rights issues or something, they can't offer that same deal on Xbox, and they made it very... The developers made it very clear at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh... It is the one that is eight dollars is only about an hour long. Uh, it does have replayability. I think you can go back through with abilities and weapons you unlock or something. Not really sure. Really looking forward to it though. It's basically it kind of looks like the wall running of Titanfall, and the gunplay meets uh, swords. Mm-hmm. And it's prob outside of Demon Souls, it might be the most next gen looking thing that I've seen so far. So. Really, really excited to play that one in particular, and uh, I've got my calendar circled for next spring for Infinite. So, yeah, uh, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Corey HD on Twitch. Uh, you can follow us uh, at Tower Casuals on Twitter. Uh, you could check out the Arsenal X YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe so we can get that sweet, sweet URL. Uh, yeah, just search Arsenal X Xbox channel. That way you can, uh, you know, find it instead yeah. of a bunch of please, 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 please give us any and all of your questions. Yes. Regarding Beyond Light, regarding what is sure to be a Rocky launch. Uh, they are launching this for one of the most played online games on consoles on the same day that two new consoles are coming out for Xbox. Yeah. Um, 
I am personally terrified of Xbox Live that day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you have any questions, comments, concerns regarding how that launch goes, uh, regarding any of the content in it, your story questions, your quest questions, get them all in. Changes that you don't like to the game, changes you do like. Do you like the archive? Do you like that Mountaintop got nerfed? Or are you really salty about it? Uh, hit me with some of those spicy questions. We, we want to talk about a lot of your questions. Yeah, so. yeah definitely uh it'll probably be a longer show next week for sure so yeah, prepare no for kidding. that especially if your questions are involved especially if we get deep into the campaign and yeah. the new light stuff so uh thank you guys so much for watching please uh like subscribe share rate and review wherever you catch this episode and uh we will see you next week guardians goodbye